Welcome to Courtney Barrett Radio. I'm Courtney and I'm your spiritual social media and sales coach. I'm a former corporate sales rep turned business mentor and breathwork facilitator, and I am obsessed with helping you master sales and get confident, consistent, and visible on social media. Let's be real. It's not always natural as spiritual coaches to sell in a soulful and successful way, master our money energy, know what to post on social media, and how to step into our power and show up with confidence. But if you're anything like me, I know you want to own your power to create major impact, build your business, and manifest your divine abundance. So consider this your spiritual yet down-to-earth bestie sharing her experiences and tips for you to make your own rules. You're ready for this, babe. Now grab your favorite crystal and journal and keep listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courtney Barrett Radio. I am so honored and excited to have another special guest with us today. So with me, I have Lisa Conto, who is a mindset coach, and she left her nursing career to pursue this full time. And I know that so many of you are going to relate to her story and be so excited about everything she has to say. So Lisa, I want to thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to get into it. Yes, me too. And for anyone who may not know you yet, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about you, your story, your business, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I was a nurse for 10 years and it's kind of, I went right out of high school. I went to college for nursing and I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. getting a good job. I have stability. I'm going to have a good income, but shortly into it, I was so unfulfilled and Mm -hmm. I just didn't like nursing and I was like, well, what's, what's wrong with me? You know, I have this Mm -hmm. really stable career. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what society has been telling me that I should be doing. I have it all. You know, I have a great relationship, a great job. I live in a great place, but I was so unhappy Mm -hmm. and it all stemmed down to this job that I wasn't fulfilled in. And so I need, knew I needed to change something. And I hired a life coach to help me. I didn't mm-hmm. know what else to do. It was a last <laughs> resort. And she kind of changed my whole mind. Um, I was believing that I couldn't do anything else that Mm -hmm. um, I was, I really wanted to be um, a digital nomad and work online. And I believe, I truly believed that I couldn't do that. I truly Mm -hmm. had so many limiting beliefs and um, this coach kind of schooled me into changing my mindset (laughs) and believing that these things were possible for me. Mm-hmm. So as I changed my beliefs, which a lot of them came from my childhood and my parents and growing mm-hmm. up and things that happened to me in the past, I started realizing all these things and I changed my mindset and I started helping other women do that as well. And then someone said to me, Lisa, why don't you be a coach? I was like, what? No way. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, a funny story in Um, an ad popped up on my computer and it was for nurse coaching, which is a program you certified through your nursing license. I was like, okay, maybe I could do that. Right. Cause 
mean, why not? And <laughs> I took that, I took that program and I really liked it. I, I started coaching people uh, for health, but mm. then what I had found was I started attracting people that were kind of stuck in a job as I was and wanted to start oh. their own business. Mm-hmm. And so I pivoted into this mindset coaching. Um, and I have been just so fulfilled and happy. I've never felt so free and whole and abundant and just so much love helping my clients. I never knew this was possible. And it was all from that one life coach, she just changed my life. And I really owe her everything. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, Lisa, that's such a powerful story. And as you were speaking and obviously, I mean, no one can see us right now because this is a podcast, but I'm just talking to you and seeing you and how you light up. And I'm sure everyone can just hear it when they listen is that, you know, this is such a passion for you and that it truly is something so fulfilling. So I just have to shout you out for that. Um, I think that's amazing. Um, but I'd be really curious to hear, you know, if you could go back to yourself at the time where you first got into life coaching and you were working on your mindset, like for anyone who might be new to this, what do you wish you knew at the beginning? If you could just go back to day one and tell yourself something. (laughs) Ooh, good question. Okay. Well, everyone tells you about law of attraction manifestation, right? You think and feel how you want with besides of what your your autumn circumstances looks like, you still have to think and feel how you want. Mm -hmm. And I always heard this, right? People had always told me this, but I never actually believed it. Yeah, until now. So if I could go back, I would go 100% all in and think and feel how my life looks like now. And I probably would have gotten here a lot sooner. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love that. And honestly, I can really relate. Like I, my dad is really big into personal development, but definitely when I was younger and in a total different mindset and energy than I am now, I just never wanted to hear about that stuff. It was like, someone would give me a piece of advice and I'm like, no, like that's not true. Like that doesn't work. Like that only works for some people. Like you're already happy. Like that's not going to help me. But you realize when you really dive in, like if you go full in and you commit, like this stuff is (laughs) life-changing. Yes, it is. And um, I just I posted today about a um, study I can share with your podcast. If Ooh, you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> so this kind of approves law of attraction and intention and how your thoughts change matter into coming to you. Mm-hmm. So if this um, the scientists programmed a robot to spend 50% of the time on the left and 50% of the time on the right. And so the oh. robot rode around on the floor, whatever it was in a box. And it did exactly that. It spent 50% on the left and 50% on the right. Mm -hmm. Then the scientists introduced a few baby chicks to the robot. And as chicks do, they imprint and they, they thought that the robot was their mother. So they had a strong attraction. (laughs) Yep. So then they locked the chicks up on the side of the the box or whatever it was. And the chicks Mm -hmm. could see the robot right? But they, they couldn't get to the robot. And the robot was programmed the same as it was 50% left 50% right. And they let the robot go. But the robot only spent the time by the chickens, it didn't go to the other side. So the intention and the thoughts of the baby chicks actually took over the robot and attracted it to them. And so this kind of just proves that our thoughts and intentions can just totally change matter into coming to us. 
And so I love this story because um, this, the science nurse in me (laughs) (laughs) needed that kind of backup to say, Hey, look, here's the science behind it. This is, it's working. So Mm -hmm. kind of it's back to just blindly believing that our thoughts and feelings do actually create our outcome. Wow. I have never heard of that study, but I'm definitely going to dive deeper into it because that, I mean, that just leaves you speechless, honestly. Like how does a robot that doesn't have thoughts and feelings itself, you know, how is it able to be influenced? Like that is just wild. Like if anyone listening has been trying out this stuff and maybe feeling some doubts, like I think your doubts are cleared up now. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it has everything to do with vibrational frequency um, and bringing the vibration to you. Ooh, so cool. So before you get into the vibration of what you want to call into your life, I know something that you're really big on is getting clear on, you know, what exactly that life is. So do you want to share some of your best tips for figuring out what you want? (laughs) Yeah. That was the biggest block for me as a nurse. I had no idea what I wanted. I liked these random things, right? And I didn't know how to package them all together. Mm -hmm. And so this was a really big block for me. I just felt really, really stuck, which I'm sure you can relate to in the past. And I started, what I started to do was just do things that I like to do. I volunteered at an animal shelter. I just hung out with my friends because I like to do that. And it's all about, like I said before, getting into a state of happiness, gratitude in this good vibrational state so that these things can fall into your lap. Mm -hmm. So like the nurse coaching program, that just appeared to me out of nowhere. (laughs) And that led me. Yeah, it led me down the path of what I'm doing now. But that was only because I was in a state of gratitude and happiness that Mm -hmm. that came to me, right? If I wasn't open to that, and if I wasn't feeling good, that probably wouldn't have shown up and I wouldn't have been interested in it. So Mm -hmm. just by even that you don't know the how or the what, just keep following what lights you up because when you're in a feel good state, you're just open for the miracles to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. And, and I love what you say too, about being open and being willing, because that's so true. I mean, sometimes the opportunity is right in front of our face and we don't even see it because we're just so stuck into that tunnel vision of all of the challenges and everything that's going wrong that when we're presented with something so beautiful, we can miss it all together. So I think that's super powerful. Yes, absolutely. You have to be open to um, things coming to you. Yeah, for sure. So I'd love to hear when it comes to mindset, I'm really curious about the biggest shifts that helped you when it came to being a coach and stepping into that new identity, because something that I hear a lot from the women in my community is that when it comes to putting yourself out there online or getting on discovery calls, or even just telling people in your, you know, your family and your social circle that you have a business and you're a coach that it can bring up a lot of feelings of imposter syndrome, or, you know, am I really qualified to do this? You know, who am I to be sharing with other people, my journey? I'd love to hear like what shifts helped you the most to step into this and to really feel confident that this path is for you. The biggest thing that came up for me is comparison. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like there's so many, there's so many coaches out there 
And um, it, for me, it was really hard to step into this because I saw so many successful other people like, well, I'm mm -hmm. not them. They have this. They're more this. And yeah. um, that was hard for me to get around. But what I learned is when we compare or even when we're jealous of someone, it's because our mind is thinking that we can't have that. Mm -hmm. So once we realize that and we need to reprogram the thought and just be confident, step into and just be ourselves and go for it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like riding a bike. You don't know how to ride a bike when you start, but you keep doing it and doing it. And then you get confident. And my thing is once I, I was giving a lot of value, I was just giving free value here, free calls here, free, 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 free. And once I start, started getting feedback and people started really changing their lives, mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, okay, I'm really good at this ah. actually. And <laughs> that definitely helped me step into and overcome that comparison. Mm -hmm. But knowing too that I, there's only one of you, there's only one of me, and there's enough people to go around for everyone to make millions of dollars. I truly believe that. <laughs> there's plenty of money, there's plenty of clients, and what I have to offer is different from what someone else has to offer. Mm -hmm. And I'm me, and I'm me for a reason. And that has also helped me step into this and overcome the comparison as well. Ooh, oh my gosh, that's so good. And I know that's something that so many people are dealing with. And I, I still fall into that sometimes if I'm being completely honest, um, especially if, you know, maybe you wake up one morning and you feel that old limiting belief creeping in and then you scroll down Instagram and you see something and you're like, man, what the heck am I doing? So I definitely know you've been there. Um, but I'd love to hear, you know, do you have any tips for finding inspiration when you see what other people are doing instead of envy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Notice if you feel envious, notice it and figure out what it is about it that you're envious of. Mm -hmm. Maybe that person wrote something really inspiring that you liked and you were like, oh, I could never write like that. So notice what it is that your mind is freaking out over. And if someone, if you relate to someone's post, if you do find it inspiring, mm -hmm. you can maybe learn more about it. You can uh, repost it, let's say, and share their message. And, you know, you, there's many ways to speak the same message, right? How many of us talk about law of attraction and, <laughs> we, right, we say the yeah. same things, but, you know, it's, it's coming off of our spin and our own different circumstances and beliefs. Mm -hmm. So even if you see something on someone else's feed that inspires you that you think you can't share um, mm -hmm. because they posted it. Um, I would say that that's totally wrong because you, mm -hmm. if, if you're inspired by it, someone else needs to hear it. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. And like, if you can relate to something, you know, there are people in your community that can relate to what you have to say. And I think it's so powerful too when people repost content, but kind of like throw in their extra two cents about how, you know, that makes meaning in their own life because, I think that's the thing about human nature is that we all go through so many similar things, but sometimes it feels like it's just us. But then we realize, especially when you come into like the coaching community and the online world, that that is so untrue. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We all have the same fears. We all have that same lizard brain. And <laughs> 
we're, you know, we, we all deep down just want love, affection. We want to feel worthy. We want freedom. We all want the same core things. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. So I know that some of the things that you help your clients with and that are really big values in your life is, you know, living a life that feels wealthy and free. And I love to hear like from your perspective, you know, how do you define that personally? Cause I know those words can mean different things for different people. And, you know, what are your best tips for cultivating this? Because I, I love how you always talk about, you know, seeing your life as something that you love as much of a vacation, right. And, you know, not just something mundane and then looking forward to those big events. Um, how do you create this wealthy and free life? So I think that most people when they hear wealth or freedom, they automatically think wealth is money. And I'm free because I have enough money to do what I want to do. So a lot of, you know, money is tied up in that. But I think that wealth is everything. You're wealthy because you're healthy, because you have great relationships, because Mm -hmm. you're you because of everything makes you wealthy. It's not just money. So Mm -hmm. if you are specifically wanting to create money, let's say you want to feel wealthy, you have to feel wealthy in the other areas too. Mm -hmm. So keep focusing on the ways you do feel wealthy now to attract and create the more wealth that you actually want. Um, And then freedom is how how can you find freedom now? How are you free in your life now? Maybe you, you're free from your mind. Maybe you're getting free from your nine to five. Maybe, you, you know, you're breaking out of it. So how can you cultivate the freedom in your life now? Maybe you're, you're just free because you can go for a walk around the block, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So start with anything you can feel wealthy or free around and cultivate that. And as you cultivate that little tiny thing, it will grow and grow and grow until you're, you know, stepping into mm-hmm. what you really want. Ooh, I love that. And how do you work on that? Like, do you have any daily rituals that you do? Is it like a gratitude practice or mindfulness? How do you cultivate this? Uh, so every morning I meditate for at least an hour every morning. And then wow, an hour. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> and I love to journal. I have a um, big journaling practice. I think that that really helps me uh, mm-hmm. write down all of my thoughts that are scrambling around all the limiting beliefs, I get them out on paper, and I can see what's going on there. And then I can take the steps to reprogram Mm -hmm. and process them and say, Oh, brain, you're just like, (laughs) a mess today, and then sort it out. And I love to do that on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, But meditation for me has really been a big thing to Mm -hmm. get inside my body and really start and reprogram and upgrade my genes and um, all of those good things connect to source energy um, in the quantum. So all those good things. Oh, that's incredible. And how do you meditate? Do you listen to music? Do you do it totally silent? What's that like for you? Um, it's, you know, it's been different. Every couple months I switch it up. Um, I Mm -hmm. started with I couldn't, I was not a meditator. I started, <laughs> we all like, start that way. <laughs> uh, 
10 minutes and it was so bad. Like I couldn't sit there and it was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I suck. And then um, I mastered that. And then I worked my way up to 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, but I've, I've tried a lot of things. I've done guided meditations. I've done just music. I've done just sitting still. Um, right now I'm on a Joe Dispenza kick. I just got back from his retreat. Yeah. So I've been um, doing his meditations that are about an hour, hour and a half. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I have never actually meditated for that long before. Um, I would love to work up to that level. Uh, I found the only thing that can keep me so far, at least in a meditative state for an hour, which I think is the longest I've done it is, um, a sound bowl meditation. So I've done that in person before, and that's been amazing, but at home by myself, that's definitely going to be a practice. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So Joe says that meditate until you cannot possibly sit there anymore and then go an extra 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love because that. It, it's, it's all about um, being control, your mind having control over your body because mm-hmm. your body's like, oh, I can't sit here anymore. Oh, I got a pee. I got an itch. And when we can master our mind having control of our body, then mm-hmm. we can um, really have the freedom. Yeah. And seriously, that's where the magic comes from. And I would love to hear more about your experience at the retreat. Uh, That is actually something I was going to ask you about because personally, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Joe's work. I think it's revolutionary and it's really only just getting started. And I love following along with your stories when you were there. So do you want to share a little bit more about what that experience was like? And I don't know, maybe like a main takeaway. (laughs) I honestly feel like everything in my whole entire life had led me to this past week. Mm-hmm. I have never felt so whole and connected and oneness with everything around me. Wow. And I, I am so inspired. I've never been so inspired. In my life. <laughs> it feels so darn good. Um, but a lot of it was meditation. You know, there's so many studies coming out now about how meditation re- actually reprograms your cells. Um, if you go check his workout. There's a lot of testimonials about healing. Um, oh, it's, it leaves me speechless. Oh, it's crazy. I, I watched, I met this man and on Saturday, the event was Sunday, Saturday, he was in the hospital and the doctor said, you have two days to live. And he's like, well, okay, well, I'm going to Cancun. So oh my he, goodness, <laughs> he, he checked out of the hospital against medical advice. He um, had renal failure. He needed dialysis, needed blood transfusions. He was really, really bad. And I met him after the seven days there and he looked phenomenal. And he said that he didn't feel sick anymore. He said that he felt the best he's ever felt. And I wow. saw him walking on the beach and it was incredible to hear his story. Um, and so I took away that meditation is much more powerful than I had even ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone is interested in this work in healings and, um, reprogramming the stress response and getting out of fear and lack, definitely look into Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's the work he's doing is amazing. Um, he's actually what's, um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell anyone, but I'm going to tell you, um, <laughs> they're doing studies about how, um, meditating people, they changes their cells and they've been c- putting the COVID virus in with the meditating cells. And wow. so far the studies have shown that, um, the COVID cannot attach to a meditating person's cell because Whoa. the plaque 
yeah, the plasma in the cell actually changes from meditation. So it's wow. very interesting stuff that's coming out um, from his work. It's unbelievable. Oh, that is so cool. And it makes me really grateful. I've been meditating every day this year, <laughs> but oh my gosh. Yeah. If anyone is listening and you feel like meditation has been a challenge for you to get into, you know, just try it even if it's only two minutes, because I mean, clearly it'll change your life and, and much, much more. <laughs> yeah. I recommend just committing to, let's say a week at a time. And right when you wake up is the best time because your melatonin levels are still fairly high from the night before. Mm -hmm. um, and melatonin helps you meditate and change your cells. So um, first thing in the morning, right when you wake up, commit to, let's say 20 minutes, you're going to sit for 20 minutes for seven days this week and see how you feel after the seven days and see what kind of changes are coming up in your life. And then you can recommit and refigure out if you want to continue or not, but just give mm -hmm. it a shot. I love it. And curious before the retreat, were you still meditating for an hour? Or is that something that you've been inspired to do after the retreat? I, I was meditating for about 45 minutes. Okay. That's still really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, two days we meditated for four hours from wow. 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning. And so now I'm like, okay, an hour is nothing <laughs> compared to the four Yeah. Hours. What did that feel like? Like, did it feel like it was something where you just got in the zone and it felt really quick afterward? Or what was that? Yeah, you, mm -hmm. yeah, you lose track of time because you're in this space. You're in 5D, which is there's ah. no time. There's no space. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. So you're in the quantum. You can't sense time. So it's, it was just like that. It went by so quick. <laughs> oh man. I need to get myself to one of these retreats. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. And that totally makes sense. Like I'm, I'm also a breathwork facilitator and a lot of my clients will tell me that the breathwork feels like it's done in like five minutes. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yes. He has a special breath as well that we've been practicing, which is difficult, but working on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. I could talk about this stuff all day, um, but I'd love to switch gears a little and talk about something else that still kind of in the same realm of spirituality, but I know that's something you're really passionate about is animal spirits. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, what this is for anyone who's listening and has no clue what I just said um, and how you work with this, how you use this to help your clients. Yes. Oh, thanks for bringing this up. So remember back, I said, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just kept doing things that I liked. Mm -hmm. I am very, very passionate about animals. And it was, I was like, well, coaching doesn't involve animals. And I really like animals. <laughs> How am I ever going to incorporate it? And then I, someone gave me the animal card spirit deck. Mm -hmm. And I was like, these are fun. I started doing readings for myself and some of the synchronicities that have been coming out of these cards were just mind blowing. I'm like, Whoa, how did that even happen? Mm -hmm. And so I started um, doing them for other people and they've been wild. So I do these, um, they're called animal spirit guidance sessions. They're 30 minutes and I do them for donation based. Mm -hmm. um, and just so that everyone can have an experience with them because they're honestly, they can be life changing. Um, I've had some wild, just, I can't even explain some of the things <laughs> that have happened with them, because the coincidences are just I can't make it up. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I had a woman, her bird died, and the cards were birds that came up. Wow. And Mm -hmm. oh. And um, I pulled, I've never pulled the koala before, which is spirit has a plan. Mm -hmm. And I pulled it 
all last week when I was at Joe. And I just knew that that this was the path that I was supposed to be on. So the messages that come from these cards with my guidance and coaching along with them, people Mm -hmm. have gotten clarity direction, you know, it tells you specifically what action step you need to take next. Um, So yeah, that's I've just really loved connecting with these animal spirits and bringing this into my coaching business, Mm -hmm. as I, you know, never thought that I'd be able to incorporate the animals in. So that's, that's really funny you mentioned that. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. And I love that because I feel like for anyone listening who is maybe in the beginning stages of a business and feel like, Oh, like, can I really monetize this? Is this something that can really help someone? Like this feels like a passion, but I don't know if it can be a business. And I feel like that just proves right there that things can far surpass any expectations that we have. <laughs> Yeah, I truly believe if you have a passion, you have a passion for a reason. This is what you're called to do here. We're not just given a passion for any strange reason. It's because Mm -hmm. you are meant to go with it, explore it and help other people because Mm -hmm. that's what's lighting you up. And there's a way for you to help others and also have the income um, to support your life. Definitely. So backtracking a little bit to when you were a nurse, I'd love to hear, you know, before you were full-time in the business, when you were in the beginning stages, how did you balance your job and your business together? And do you have any tips or tricks for anyone who is still going through this today? Yeah, I started uh, my business last December and I was nursing from December to March and it was it was challenging because as I didn't like my job, every time mm-hmm. I would go in, I would just, I would just want to be coaching and something like, just constantly thinking about my, my, my coaching. And I was like, yeah. why can't I just be doing this full time? Why, 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 why? So it was very, oh, I remember frust- that. <laughs> yeah, it was very frustrating. And I was struggling a lot at first. And honestly, COVID came and I knew it was my time to leave and I don't want to say I bailed out, but I kind of, it was the push I needed to get out of the door. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, just my business took off because I was in doing something that lit me up that I enjoyed Mm -hmm. and getting out of that negative energy of the workplace made all of the difference for me. But, But my recommendation for people is don't let, that fear or that little voice get to you, you know, everything is happening for your perfect timing and really keep focusing on and um, really dreaming about the future that you want to live and bring that with you at all times and just keep living that future, that dream and step into it now, Mm -hmm. even though you're still working at the job you might not like keep living and breathing your business and your dream life now, even though it just looks hard, (laughs) but you got to do it for sure. And, you know, before you left your job, what did you do on the tough days? Right. And I'm sure, you know, nursing is no easy job whatsoever, especially with the hours that you work. And, you know, I'd love to hear on the days where things just felt like a bigger challenge or you got home and you just didn't feel like doing the business work that you planned out for yourself. How did you move through those times? All the time. I would get home <laughs> from work and I just would want to watch TV, just chill, do absolutely nothing. And 
I just had to be more committed to my future mm-hmm. than the, the discomfort of not wanting to do it. So I just had to willpower, sheer willpower of <laughs> committing so hardly to my future. Um, and also giving myself the space, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not going to cram in 5 million different things to do after work. Maybe mm-hmm. I would just schedule in one thing to do or, you, you know, make the time to um, do the things that will propel and grow your business, mm-hmm. but giving yourself also the space and the time to relax as well because it's all about your energy. And if you're really feeling down from your job, and then you want to go right into your business, sometimes that energy can rub off into your business, and you want to make sure that that doesn't happen. So to set yourself up for um, success and come in with that high energy. So you want to make sure that your energy is there. Oh, I love that. And I feel like this wraps up this podcast so well, especially because we were talking about energy at the beginning a lot. And I mean, that's the main takeaway, (laughs) really. Um, But Lisa, this has been so, so amazing. And I really, really want to thank you for coming on the show today. Um, But before we go, do you have any last words or any advice that you would love to share with our listeners? Yes, keep going. All Anything that you can dream is possible for you. There are infinite possibilities in the field and you can have absolutely anything you want. So please keep going no matter how hard it gets. Just keep on keeping on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. And where can we find you? Do you want to share wherever you hang out on the internet, any offers you have? How can we connect? Yeah, uh, so I'm on Instagram, lisa.conto. Facebook is lisa.conto and my website's lisaconto.com. And like I said, I do the animal spirit card readings for donation based and you can find that at my website. Um, And I would love to meet you and give you a reading. Amazing. Well, this has been so, so great. I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this. So thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun talking to you. Of course. And thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks for listening and letting me guide you to mastering sales and getting confident, consistent, and visible on your socials. If you love the show, I would be so grateful to hear from you in an iTunes review and be sure to come hang out with me over on Instagram at the court Barrett or join my free Facebook community, the spiritual social media and sales society for even more daily inspo and tips. Now, what are you waiting for? Go out there, live your soul's purpose, and I'll talk to you next time.